Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morning Star Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, brethren. Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I am your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Mudry, and with me tonight, Worshipful Brother Ken, and our distinguished guests for the evening, Brother Melvin Johnson, Most Worshipful Grandmaster, Ancient Free and Accepted Masons of the Grand Lodge of the State of Connecticut. It is an absolute honor and pleasure to have you up here with us. Welcome, sir. Glad to be here, I wish you. Uh, just uh, there we go. We'll move that mic just a little bit closer to you. Okay. And then uh, how's that? Perfect. And then we'll. Uh, Get it going. So, I'm going to uh, skip all of our pleasantries and stuff that we do, but I do have some shout-outs that we're going to do, and we're going to do them all in one toast so we can get right to the Grandmaster. But we have some shout-outs and likes on Facebook. Warshaw Brother John Deere, Billy Wolf, Michael Redler, Kevin Aguilar, Michael Whitney, uh, Michael Whitney Gallagher, I apologize, George Marcy King, Bob Stevens. And we actually had an iTunes review, another five-star review we got. Uh, this one from, uh, his name was Bella Foxy Girl, so clearly the wife has mm. the, uh, the, the The phone. account is in, in her name. It's in her name. Yeah. Uh, but his name is, uh, my name is Josh, and medically retired Marine, and I have taken my first step into becoming a Freemason, waiting on the Blue Lodge representative to contact me. I just started listening, and it's the only thing I listen to on my phone at work while running construction equipment. The episodes are very entertaining and informative, and I can't stop listening. Keep up the great work. Ah, awesome. Thank you, sir. That's wonderful. And the only other one we have Thank is you, a... Sir. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing we have is a, a Facebook recommendation, and this one is from Robert May. He recommends a free pa- uh, Freemasons podcast. And he says, this is my second podcast I've listened to and find it very interesting. 50-year-old MM, Brother Bob. Very nice. Thank you, Brother Bob. So, brethren, if you'd uh, join me in a toast. Brethren, right hand to arms. To arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat, vivat, vivat. Grandmaster, I think uh, you've heard the podcast or seen the podcast a couple times. You nailed it. <laughs> I've done the vivat a few times. <laughs> Been to a couple table lodges, it seems. Been to a couple. Been to a table lodge or two in my day. <laughs> All right. And then just uh, for anybody else who's interested... <laughs> For anybody else who's interested, uh, sign up for Patreon, where we put all extra episodes. And the last thing, I actually did one before you got here, mm-hmm. and uh, I recorded another another chapter, partial chapter, because the 
Master Mason chapter is extremely long, uh, but I recorded that of Morals and Dogma. Solo? Solo. Wow. Did it again solo. Albert Pike's solo. That's getting pretty good at it. But I'll be doing better editing. (laughs) Ah, okay, right. Well, there's no way you can make Albert Pike's uh, uh, book concise and and try it just yeah. does not nope. lend itself to that I, I struggled through that about two years ago it's a super very tough read very tough a read. read i found myself reading it and then going back and going what the hell did i just read and then reading it again yeah. <laughs> and then had to actually break down each chapter yep. so that i understood it so yeah, morals and, and, and then about halfway through you say i've been i've read this before yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. over yes over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> because he yeah. is willing to repeat himself. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, he repeats quite frequently in that book. So. The Southern Jurisdiction has actually, as I understand it, I haven't looked for it because I, I went through, the, I suffered through the entire thing. But I think they now have a, I don't know if it's annotated, but it's they have a somewhat abbreviated slash Layman's terms? Layman's, layman's version of the thing that is designed to Maybe you should to get the, the good out of it without the pain. I'll tell you a funny thing. Read that on Patreon. The book that I got, uh, actually I got off of eBay, and it was uh, it was from 1918. So it's a very, mm-hmm. very old book that I have. And I'm like, that's what I liked. I wanted to get a vintage old yeah. book, and I get it off of eBay. And of course, they only send you one picture, which is just basically the face of the phone. It comes in the mail in a box that was probably this big and that mm-hmm. wide, wrapped in just uh, with the, the packing peanuts in there. Yep. And I pulled the book out, and it's literally this thick. Yep. I'm going, oh, what did I get myself into? Like bedtime reading. <laughs> right. Oh, bedtime reading, because you will fall asleep reading yeah. it. Well, that happened to me when I ordered the annotated Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in two volumes. Each volume is about yay thick. Yep. And the books themselves are about this big. By I mean, when the thing came, I was like you. I I'm waiting for the book to come. Yep. I mean, what do you know? You, you see the picture, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I go out to my front porch to pick this thing up, and it's, it's like thirty like, pounds. It's thirty a, pounds. Of it's book. a mini fridge. <laughs> all right, most worshipful. Yeah. Let's start it off. And the first thing I want to start off is I want to hear about uh, what got you into Freemasonry. What turned you on to Freemasonry? Who got you into Freemasonry? And we'll start from there. Okay. Well, I came in under false pretenses. <laughs> For starters. Uh, Can we say that here? Did they offer you money and fame? No. No, I had a... Uh, the, uh, I think like a lot of brothers, uh, one of the things that appealed to me about it was that I came up in a generation where your parents, your father never talked about it. If you had a father, grandfather in it, you didn't know that. And I had a, uh, I was in the, uh, I had spent most of my career as an attorney with uh, Connecticut Mutual, and then I had a second career as an investment advisor. And one of the attorneys that I worked with when we were working primarily with elderly people, he was an elder law attorney, among other things, uh, we got into these deep sort of philosophic discussions about our duty and, you know, that it was more than just a way of making a living. Mm-hmm. This was this was something that we, we felt passionately about helping these people and, and doing it right. And he said, you know, he said, you ought to take a look at masonry. He says, I think, you know, these discussions, he said, you, uh, he says, I, I, I think you would enjoy masonry. And he himself was a mason. And uh, 
I said, you know, I think that's a good idea because, I, I, you know, I've sort of thought about that. By that time, my children were out of college and I was, uh, oh, I said, so you, you know, a part of what defined you and your sense of purpose was now fulfilled. Right. Uh-huh. And so sort of looking for something to do, something to, something to do, but something that was fulfilling as well as just to do. Right. And, um. I said, I think my father was a Mason, and that, that would give me, he passed away about 20 years earlier, and I said, that would give me some connection with him. Uh, and so, you know, I, I did uh, join, I, yeah, I wound up joining uh, uh, Willis St. John's Lodge Number 4. I live in Hartford, mm-hmm. and they're at the West Hartford Lodge. And uh, it was great, because when they took my blindfold off and I looked around, I knew probably... There probably were half a dozen people there that I worked with at Connecticut Mutual Life, and another uh, dozen or so I knew from church uh, of the, uh, people. They had the uh, the, uh, the Lutheran Church, the uh, Swedish Lutheran Church, historic Swedish Lutheran Church in downtown Hartford, mm-hmm. had a lot of its members. A lot of the male uh, men were members of that lodge. It was uh, largely a Swedish lodge, really, and. Uh, so I really felt at home right from the beginning uh, uh, with with the brothers, and of course I was not disappointed in the fact that yes, the, I found a, a place where there was a sense of purpose, there was great fellowship, and uh, and I got more and more into the history and enjoying mm-hmm. that, and then into the esoterica, if you will, the the symbols and the like, and enjoying mm-hmm. that. Yep. That appealed to me, and then later on I was I went back to my hometown. Did some research. Found out that as near as I can tell, my father never was a Mason. First <laughs> <laughs> generation. Yeah, and so uh, he had. He, he talked about the Masons, and it turned out that the man who was I called Uncle Dick, who was not a blood relative, but was the best friend my father had growing up, and the kind of friendships you only forged in the Depression. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of a right. almost family, familial kind of friendship. Turned out that Uncle Dick was master of the lodge in my hometown. And he said, huh. he was the one who assured me, he said, no, he said, your dad, if your dad would have joined masonry, he says, I don't care where in the world where he traveled or joined, I would have gone there mm-hmm. to to be part of his raising as a master mason because it would have meant that much to me. But right. he, he never, uh, he never uh, did join. And of course, that generation, that could be his best friend in the world, but he wasn't gonna. He wasn't gonna talk to my dad about joining masonry right, because right. that you just didn't do that. You didn't you do know, that. It was. Uh, was your father part of some other organization, like a civic organization? That no, made I you don't think, think he oh, ever right, was. Right. He he traveled enormously, and that was part of it. Is that sometimes yeah. he'd be gone on the road. He might be gone as much as a year at a time. Matter of fact, when he went to Brazil, he was down there for two years. Wow. You know, so I think that 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 interfered with his. You know, the, he. Uh, it, 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 just the life he led, I don't think, can, was conducive to to joining. It makes sense. So, uh, you know, he he never even really joined the church we went to. I mean, he he attended with my mother. I mean, he didn't know when what he was, was good for him, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. most fathers do, but yep. don't want to be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he saw that his son went to the Sunday school and that he attended with his wife. But right. I don't think, as far as I know, he ever joined. Maybe. I think he joined the church eventually when he was maybe in his fifties, but uh, you know, it's not. Uh, right. He was not a joiner. Hmm. Okay. 
And uh, so, so you got involved in the lodge. Yeah. And uh, did they throw you in an officer's chair right sure. away? Sure. Threw you in an officer's chair. Yeah, I was. Uh, but I did go through pretty much the entire line. I I, uh, I joined in April or May. It was before the before the summer mm-hmm. break that I was raised, and then I, I became a, I think I started out as senior steward in that that following uh, uh, January, mm-hmm. December, when they did the installation, and then worked my way up through, may have skipped one more chair, but otherwise I went through all the chairs, became master hmm. of the lodge, and... Um, so you had a pretty active lodge then? Yeah, we did. We had an active lodge, and it was... Uh, it was a good lodge to go through the chairs in because we had a lot of very uh, experienced past masters and even some past district deputies, mm-hmm. uh, and and a fairly good sized lodge, an active lodge. You know, the, mm-hmm. with twenty people or so on the sidelines pretty regularly, and wow. and, and et cetera. And um, then uh, after I got through the chairs, I joined uh, uh, Scottish Rite. Uh-huh. And started to become active in the Scottish Rite, which is, as you know, is an appended body. And yes. again, mm-hmm. there's an additional 29 degrees that you can go through there. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed that. I, I participated in the plays that those degrees mm-hmm. are mostly in the form of uh, plays. And you're a 33rd as well? I'm a 33rd, 33rd. yeah. I became an honor, the honorary 33rd here a few years ago. And But then, not just about the time I got involved in Scottish Rite... Uh, uh, one of the brothers in my lodge who was a dis- became a district deputy and asked me to be his AGM. So mm-hmm. then I spent a couple of years traveling around uh, throughout the entire district as an AGM. You know all about that. <laughs> and uh, then about three years after that, four years after that or whatever, uh, they asked me to be a district deputy. So I became a district deputy and uh, did the district deputy thing. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, that's fine, now I'm through with that, and I can concentrate on my home lodge, which in the process was that we sold our building in the center of West Hartford and moved to a brand new building, and sort of a, almost a new build. I mean, we, we gutted a warehouse and turned it into a building. Cool. So I got to spend some time helping with that whole process. And I had no... Uh, 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 I thought I, I, I knew where I was at. I was going to be involved with, uh, as a past master of my lodge. and uh, You were going to ride off into the sunset. Ride off into the sunset. And do my uh, Scottish Rite thing. Right. Taking, what, taking age-appropriate roles in the Scottish Rite. Mm-hmm. So I played mm-hmm. Moses and, uh, <laughs> and, right. and assorted characters that were, right. <laughs> that were age-appropriate where I didn't, we didn't have to, uh, the, uh, the uh, makeup people didn't have to strain themselves too much mm-hmm. to right. try to make me look old and pull the part, you know. And, uh, That's great. <laughs> then we had, uh, we had an issue arise that... Uh, uh, created an opening from the 6th district, which is my district. Uh-huh. We have nine districts, I'm in the 6th. Yep. And uh, Charlie Yo, most uh-huh. uh, worshipful Yo, uh, asked me if I'd be willing to come into the line, which I said, okay, for I could do that for a year and try to keep, uh, there was a certain amount of, um, 
well, I don't know what you would call it, but peacekeeping to be done. Mm. Right. Yep. And Diplomacy. We've we've dabbled, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, you know. And so I did my best to try to uh, to restore a sense of brotherly love and and, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, in the district and etc. And uh, the uh, uh, it, it, I thought that would be it, and then turned out that uh, there was a the next year I was I came in as a senior as a junior deacon mm -hmm. and the man who was senior deacon did not wish to be stand for election and so mm -hmm. I, they asked me if I'd be willing to stand for election and the fat was in the fire I did get elected <laughs> mm -hmm. right. and of course at that point now you're committed you know because right. there's no concept of you know I had to talk with my wife and and always have to have a talk. Have always a talk have to have a talk. Yeah. Fortunately, she didn't really understand what all was involved, right. so she said it was okay. <laughs> when you always start always that talk, though, you're like the dog that just tore up the garbage, though. Yeah. The ears are down, <laughs> yeah. the tail's tucked. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's been great. And, uh, and uh, the, uh, the, the past grandmaster of my district, my district, uh, who was the person who had been installed? The individual and was this, basically had a very close relationship with the individual who was sort of mm -hmm. uh, 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 fell to the side there. Uh, actually, offered to install me. So we had come a long, That's cool. long way. That's awesome. And restoring harmony, and and I feel very good about that because that was more than anything else that. Uh, you know, and it's a matter of, uh, you know, you get respect by giving respect. And so mm -hmm. you, yep. you... Absolutely. You, you, uh, I found that uh, it was very easy for me to respect those men. Mm -hmm. uh, whether we agreed or disagreed, I could respect them because they were... If only were, society and politics had the same policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things that, that I grew up with, as words to live by, and I found when I joined Masonry, uh, basically, could have easily come right out of our out of our uh, ceremonies, is that you should never let neither animosity nor mere personal attachment should ever impel the motives or acts. Absolutely. And if you can stay mm -hmm. away from that, doesn't mean you don't do good things for people that are your friends, and, right. you, mm -hmm. and you and and you work your way around the people that are. Uh, fancy themselves to be your enemies yep, right. but you don't let that be the compelling function in how you behave yourself you do right. what's right Absolutely. <laughs> and, that's and, a good philosophy uh, it's uh, i find that it's been very useful in uh, masonry and frankly i've tried to let it be uh, very much the way i've guided my actions as a grandmaster now, while we're on that, uh, you have a question from one of the, uh, well, we'll call him the podcast redhead, uh, Worship Brother Joe Zanino. Uh, what does the saying on your pin mean? And I don't know what, I'm assuming oh. it's the same one that's on your apron? No. No, different. Okay. Oh, no, no. I wouldn't do something as simple as that. I don't know if you can, can you hold the pin up so that they can get a close yeah, up? Uh, no. You might be. I can that. Yeah, you, you might be. You keep talking. I'll, uh, I'll get it up in front of the camera. We can get it to autofocus. Yeah. I'll let you know if you can see it, Ken. A little closer. Stop. Can you see the word at the bottom? M-U-D-I-T-A. Yes. Mudita. 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 
words to live by. <laughs> and Mudita, uh, if you don't haven't heard the word, don't be too surprised. It's actually a Sanskrit word, and very few of us are really that adept at Sanskrit. Mm -hmm. Certainly not me. No. <laughs> um, not even close. Including me, incidentally. It's the one <laughs> word of Sanskrit I happen to know. <laughs> so, but it is, it is uh, in, I think in Buddhism, probably in uh, starting out uh, earlier than that, it's a state, one of the highest states of consciousness you can reach. And it is a state of consciousness in which you get ha you get joy from the happiness of other people. Oh. Other people's happiness brings you joy. That's awesome. And to me, when I talk about seeking light and masonry and progressing up through the interdependence to fellow craft to master mason and and constantly seeking additional light, to me, an important part of that is getting to that point where the things I do that bring other people, I, I'm not doing it because I have a, it's my burden to do that. Mm -hmm. It's because I really get joy from doing those things. Right. And I think the more we can do that as brothers, as Masons, that the charitable works we're doing, we go in and we give uh, two pounds of effort and get five pounds of pleasure. Yep. <laughs> and that's then, then, we're, then we're making real progress as Masons. And, and, and uh, then... Then it's uh, and also that kind of joy nobody wants to take away from you, right? Right. Nobody yeah. wants yeah. to. Who's if, ever going to be if, the guy if, to do if that? If you being happy, <laughs> if you're being happy gives me joy, you want me to be as joyful as I right, can be. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Grandmaster, you have questions firing in left and right, so I'm just going to keep going down the, the line here. Uh, the uh, deputy grandmaster also uh, has is now watching as well. Uh, Stephen Petrie, our deputy grandmaster. Right, worshipful sir. <laughs> Uh, Joseph Schultz, Worship Brother Joseph Schultz out of uh, Delaware, we were talking yeah. before. He said, uh, missed you during your visit to Delaware. You left quick before I could meet you. Uh, but he's got three questions. Okay. Um, what is your best experience being a Grandmaster? Most challenging being a Grandmaster? And then his last question is, uh, other than leaving, uh, what did you like about Delaware? So... <laughs> Well, basically, I liked everything about the Delaware experience. It. it was a phenomenal, uh, great state. Um, the uh, one of the things I loved about Delaware, and, and I took back from it, is I think their Grand Lodge officers have the same kind of sense that they're there to serve the lodges and the brothers mm -hmm. that I try to bring to it. Uh, it's a service position. Mm -hmm. It's not a position of power. It's a position mm -hmm. of service. Right. And um, and I think uh, that Grand Lodge, those men there, and you see it. As a matter of fact, we talked about that before yeah. we went mm -hmm. on the air. Mm -hmm. That that is a place where the, if you go to the rank and file Blue Lodge members and the officers of the of the lodges there, they talk very affectionately about their Grand Lodge officers. Mm -hmm. They they have great respect and 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 vice versa. Right. When mm -hmm. you talk to the Grand Lodge officers about the Blue Lodges, they have nothing but good to say about mm. their people for the most part. Mm -hmm. You know, right. and and, uh, and so I I really appreciate that, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, being in that atmosphere was great. So that's probably the thing I enjoyed most about Delaware. Right. Um, and the other two were most gratifying being uh, Grandmaster and most challenging. 
I think most challenging is just not disappointing the craft. Mm. That you're trying to move. We have some real challenges. I mean, mm -hmm. we, one of the things that really troubles me is that we lose a lot of brothers, almost, almost upwards of uh, 260, 70, 80 a year, that we lose that just drop out non-payment of dues, we call it, NPDs. Mm -hmm. yep. and, mm -hmm. and these are brothers that somehow or another we have disappointed. They have not found the value proposition. Mm -hmm. Many, of course, find the value proposition as we did, and they stay mm -hmm. in it and so forth. And so setting up programs uh, that will increase the value proposition to the average, the brothers, mm -hmm. so that they, they want to stay, they want to grow. We've talked about, you right. know, as a matter of mm -hmm. fact, that's what I just talked about, is, mm -hmm. right. is, is growing in masonry. And, uh, but it's got to be a joyous, it's got to be a joyous, fun experience. It's not right. a, you know, it's not like going and getting a, you know, some kind of master's degree and some kind of mm -hmm. the really difficult uh, statistics, you know, maybe getting your master's degree in statistics or yep. something. I mean, you know, it's not like, that's right. not what this is supposed Probably to be about. Right. And uh, so and, and so we're putting in those programs and, uh, and I think uh, things like we talked about having the... Mm -hmm. uh, matching grant program for the first time where lodges that um, that uh, and this is a program that Connecticut is is, is, is the Grand Lodge yeah, Connecticut is currently doing the Grand Lodge has with the help of basically it's a it's a it's a program done jointly between ourselves and the um, and the uh, uh, we have what's called the CT Freemasons Foundation which mm -hmm. is an independent entity that is it is the charitable outreach arm of the Grand Lodge mm -hmm. And so the trustees have agreed to do this, and so we'll be matching. It's not quite as generous as I'd hoped initially it would be, but it's going to be good. It's a, we're going to match the first $500 that a lodge gives, dollar mm -hmm. for dollar, and the yes. next $500 we give would be 50 cents. So, so if a lodge goes out and has a, a, a one or more pancake breakfasts and raises money for the local food bank, mm -hmm. Uh, maybe they raise three hundred dollars for the local food bank. Right. Well, they can now come to the Grand Lodge, and if they it meets the standards and what have you, right. then we'll match that three hundred, and so they can actually give the food bank six hundred. And so I'm hoping it'll inspire the brothers, cool. especially in some of the smaller lodges. Yeah, smaller <laughs> lodges. I think small, it's, you know, it's it's one thing to be in a lodge with a with a three million dollar foundation or mm -hmm. something, but mm -hmm. that's that's pretty rare in our in our environment. That's Correct. not the lodges we know, right? right? <laughs> so the, when the brothers go out and bust their their chops, doing a pancake breakfast, for instance, or whatever it would be, mm -hmm. maybe it's a four a four K road race or mm -hmm. something. Right. Uh, now now we can we can increase. That and especially if they're raising small amounts, uh, we can double it. Yeah, a grant is a force multiplier when you're a small lodge and you, yeah. you do all that work for a fundraising event like that and you end up raising a hundred dollars. I mean, that's discouraging. You really don't want to do it anymore if that happens. I just so, want to also say we have a brother here in. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Kenny. Finish what you're no, saying. I'm done now. Oh, sorry, go I ahead. apologize. We also have a brother up here, uh, Jim Rafferty, who is like our. He's our reach out to the community guy yeah. and uh, he will make you bankrupt <laughs> with all mm -hmm. the stuff that he does with uh, car shows and he wants to do all kinds of crazy stuff so yeah. and so so and so for some of our brothers to me when I when I say well what 
why are you a Mason? What, what is it that really... I want every Mason in Connecticut to have the richest, most rewarding, <laughs> satisfying Masonic experience he's willing to have. Uh -huh. And I want him to be fully made aware of how rich and rewarding it can be if he's if he'll participate. Yep. Right. And and then if we've done those two things, then I think we're in we're in you know we're going to be fine. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, and for some, charitable work is the most rich, rewarding Masonic thing they can do. Mm -hmm. Right. For many, it's fellowship. Uh -huh. The fellowship is the focus. For some, it's the education, the learning about the symbols and all of this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So we have to find ways that we can reach each one of those people right. and provide them with a program. And I think the most satisfying thing is I see real progress being made right now. Mm -hmm. um, right Worshipful Brother Joe Porkel, who is the, um, he's the uh, senior deacon. Mm -hmm. he has, he's now in charge of what we call the Community Action uh, COCA. Uh -huh. our Committee on Community Action, and he has put together a phenomenal program that in October at the, at the semi-annual is going to be unrolled mm -hmm. for everybody uh, to see the kitties put together for all the different programs to reach out to veterans, to reach out to... Because the other thing is community. <coughs> community, uh, we have to rethink what community is. Um, uh, mm -hmm. You know, that community is not just Seymour. Right. Our community, the veterans, mm -hmm. our community. Yeah. There is a community of veterans. We're That's actually it. doing something on the podcast. We have a move campaign, which yeah. is uh, Mason's outreach for veterans everywhere, and we're doing the same thing. We got little, we're having little business cards printed up, yeah. and we're giving them out to uh, to brothers who listen to the podcast, and they're going to go to veterans hospitals, Fisher Homes, Wounded yeah. Warrior Project, and they're going to be, you know, it's going to have our little thing on it, and it's going to talk about basically everything that. Freemasonry stands for brotherhood and all that. Yeah. So there's an active program that's been around since World War One, for uh, run by uh, the uh, uh, MSA Masonic Service Association, mm -hmm. which you probably mm -hmm. have seen their their uh, monthly uh, yes. publications. Mm -hmm. Yep, they have a program for visiting uh, hospitals, mm -hmm. uh, veterans hospitals, and one of our we we have not had a visitor. We have not had an official MSA person assigned to um, the hospital down at West Haven for mm -hmm. some number of years now. And just as of last month, we, we have filled that spot now. So now mm -hmm. we have, we have awesome. a past uh, Grand Master who is going to be an official visitor uh, doing Masonic stuff. Good That's stuff. Awesome. Nice. Not, not bringing the Masonic message, but bringing, bringing the Masonic love right, <laughs> right, to right. the veterans in that hospital. And, and I feel very, very good that mm -hmm. we've accomplished that. This and year. that's the important thing. Eventually, yeah. somebody's going to ask questions, but the idea is you're going there to serve. Yeah, but, but the fact is, whether nobody ever does or not, the brothers, now that we know we have somebody there, we can feel mm -hmm. better about ourselves. Yeah, right. <laughs> At least we're, yeah. we're putting you know, it out there. Yeah. So. yeah, we can feel good about ourselves, and so that improves the Masonic experience of all of us. Mm -hmm. Whether yep. it brings anybody else in doesn't make any difference. Right. That's, that's, that's not, not what we're important. doing it for. Uh, awesome. Another question for you, Grandmaster. What is the Grand Lodge doing to attract next generation of Freemasons? Well, I think we just talked about we some of pretty that. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, covered a little bit uh, of that. I think the mo one of the things, that, and we don't have any good way to measure this, we have, of course, uh, the, um, the um, uh, EMR, we call it. It's Electronic Membership Request Program, mm -hmm. uh, where you can go in on our website. You can look at our website if you have questions about masonry. 
we try to have a number of them answered there. Right. And also there's a thing there where you say, well, I'm interested in learning more about it. You hit the learn more and eventually it gets you down to a button you can say that you want to have somebody uh, put in contact and mm-hmm. we'll give your name to one or two lo- lodges local to your, that mm-hmm. you right. choose as, as being local to you so that you can go meet them. And uh, what we're encouraging people to do is um, the uh, to go out and... Uh, not not be anxious to get an application. You're not buying a pair of shoes here, mm-hmm. but uh, to go to the lodge and and uh, meet the guys, uh, have dinner with them. Uh, maybe if uh, if they do something in the community, if they're doing a uh, something, go ahead and join them in in that community activity and get to right. see them. Mm-hmm. See if that's the kind of thing you enjoy doing. If that that fu- gives you a sense of fulfillment and the like. And if it does, and it's the right time for you, and the brothers agree that you're the right person, then then I hope that people will uh, mm-hmm. join. And the uh, if you go on the website, you notice that there's a video yes. thing that I have mm-hmm. done. Yep. So you're you're natural. That's why you're a natural on yeah. this. <laughs> so we're going to Starting be making we're making more use of video. Our uh, we've got the the Facebook is 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 coming up. Uh, uh, we're doing more with Facebook. We had uh, Dr. Cook here who gave a ser- great series of lectures. I don't know if you guys had a chance to go see him. I don't. I but he I was up. Uh, we brought him in for the 230th. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, we advertised that ex- extensively mm-hmm. on Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, boosted the posts and did all the things and used. Right. So a lot of people got a chance to be exposed to it through that. And mm-hmm. I know... One person who uh, we had an individual who didn't come to it, mm-hmm. but did ask, uh, did wind up asking to join a, a lodge. So oh, nice. it's, 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 uh, if we can really say who we are, what we're about, mm-hmm. there are a lot of people out there would like to have a more fulfilling life than they currently have mm-hmm. right. and would like a sense of male fellowship mm-hmm. coupled with that right. fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And, and the, so, we just getting that message out is uh, now. What I'm trying to do, the way we're set up with our strategic plan that we've started is that during my year, I am primarily focused on the quality of the experience of the brothers we currently have at the lodges we currently have. Mm. And then the, the district, our, our, uh, 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 you mentioned that the uh, deputy grandmaster is actually listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. He, in turn, then, is going to be much more focused on outreach and on, on uh, not so much marketing, but public relations, but just getting the word out as to what we really are. Right. Mm-hmm. But my job is to see to it that when we get that message out, when the person says, yes, I'm interested, when he comes in, he finds what we've told him he's going to find. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> right. we don't want to have the guy coming in already, oh boy, this is this is the greatest thing, I'm, I'm ready to go. And then he walks into the lodge and the guys are debating about whether experience. or not they want to have uh, right. LED lights or uh, or regular lights in their uh, thing, no, that's <laughs> right. not. You know, that's not, we right. we don't want them to find that to be their Masonic experience yeah, right. because that's that's our non-payment of dues. Yeah, right. and you're absolutely <laughs> right. Right. And that's why I've always been an advocate for lodge programs doing stuff. Yeah, and exactly. Again, you you touched on something that I had said in one of my earlier podcasts: the five different types of people who join Freemasonry. And you, sh- you know, if if a brother comes in that is like a third generation Mason, 
do a presentation on his family alone and yeah. you'll keep him for life. Yeah. Uh, veterans and all that stuff. There's so much you can do they're, with they're, different programs. Yeah, because... And it breaks up the mon- the monotony of the night where it's, you know, not just the, the order of business, read yeah. the minutes, play the bills, and then, oh, when are we meeting again? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, too, that the, if we really focus, as we should focus, on wanting to attract people to us, not for what they can do for us, but what we can do for them. Right. Remember, the reason we want them to join mm-hmm. is because we have something we can do for them that will enrich their lives. Mm-hmm. And then we focus on doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. It seems then really we, simple on the it's surface. It's really not too, very right? difficult. <laughs> I think but, it's, but, I, but nobody comes to join our, to, to relieve us of our burdens. Right, right, right. You That's come right. in so we can relieve you of your burdens. Mm-hmm. I also think it's a two-way street. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because when people come into Freemasonry, they want to learn the secrets. And they're like, oh, I want to learn the secrets. Oh, I want to learn what this means. I want to learn what... And then they get here and they're like, well, there's not really secrets. Yeah. But there is. If you read the ritual and try to learn and understand the ritual, it's, it's, it's a plethora of information. Oh. Uh, something I had read from Morals and Dogma earlier today was the misunderstanding of the word heal or hail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In our ritual, it's a misunderstanding. Yep. Uh, people think, "Oh, I hail from this lodge." That's not what yep. it meant. You gotta like, you gotta understand what the words mean. Yeah. What is he talking about this Waterford for? And what is he talking about hanging a plumb line here for? You, yeah. you have to really learn and understand. It's it's a journey for you, mm-hmm. and each mason's different. You know, some want to learn the ritual part of it, and learn the esoteric others want to do community stuff yeah. mm-hmm. so you you put it you get back what you put into it yeah. is the way i kind of feel it well, it's a tapestry well. it's a beautiful mm-hmm. very involved tapestry that we've been weaving for over 300 years mm-hmm. each one of us has got a piece of it that we're weaving mm-hmm. and frankly we don't weave on the same piece our entire masonic career no <laughs> you know Meryl, when, when you came into masonry, you didn't pick up morals and dogma and start reading it. I wanted to know what was on the back of the dollar bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. I seen a history channel episode. That's why. Yeah. So, you know, the morals and dogma comes later if you're right. interested. Mm-hmm. But we've got thousands of masons that are wonderful, wonderful masons that are never going to open up the book of morals and dogma and, 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 and look inside of it. Right? Yep. No, and, good and, point. And, uh, but they may be doing something that we would never be doing. Correct. And mm-hmm. uh, that's... But you see that in, in that's why I brought oh, yes. the apron. Can you want to hold that up and show it to the yep. camera? Sorry, it's easier for you to get out than me because no, I'm, okay. I'm not going to pull a Ken and smack, smack the camera off. Yeah, last uh, last podcast, Ken grabbed the wire with his foot and the camera went flying. It was kind of funny. Uh, I just couldn't lift my legs at that point. I was tired <laughs> yeah. So, Grandmaster, tell us about the aprons of the Grandmaster. Again, we had a conversation when you first came up here. Yeah. I asked you, is that the apron you actively wear? Uh, and as a grandmaster, and and that is the that is my apron. So that is the apron I wear as a grandmaster. And when I become a past grandmaster, that'll continue to be the apron I wear. That is my apron. And I and always I, thought that grandmaster, you get the standard issue grandmaster apron. I didn't realize it. the no. grandmaster actually designs his own apron. Yeah, correct? it's all hand painted. It's hand painted wow. leather, and um, it's. There are certain standard things to every grandmaster's apron. You notice that the top of the apron is the seal of the Grand Lodge mm-hmm. of uh-huh. the Ancient Free and Accepted Masons in mm-hmm. Connecticut. And then in here at the top, you've got uh, the uh, compass 
with the and and the uh, seeing eye uh -huh. uh, in the triangle and the um, the uh, uh, I don't the, know if that's uh, the sextant, acacia, but it, but it's uh, but at the uh, underneath wreath, the square the compasses. Oh, the wreath. Well, the wreath. Okay. These two items here you will find on every Grandmaster's apron. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then we haven't had painted Grandmaster's aprons, I don't think, for a long time. Yeah, I've always seen them embroidered. Yeah. This is the 230th anniversary of the founding of the Grand Lodge in 17... What is that? You have to do the arithmetic again now. 1789? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 70... I can kill it over here, Ken. Oh, you want to do that? Yeah, I'll I can't reach the switch. I'm sorry, I got it. So, the... Um, so to some degree, this is an homage to uh -huh. aprons that were worn. If you go into lodges and you look on their walls, you'll find mm -hmm. We've got a painted aprons similar to this. Right. Usually going back sometime into the first half of the 1800s or maybe even into the 1700s. And actually our aprons are no longer rounded. And I see you have yeah, the, I, I went the, to the rounded, rounded apron. And frankly, I would like to encourage our brothers to have painted aprons. Mm. Um, because cool I think that expressing yourself, having the apron, choosing designs, as you mentioned, our symbols mm -hmm. are very mm -hmm. rich and they yes. mean a tremendous amount. Mm -hmm. And they mean something different uh, to different, different brothers. Different mm -hmm. symbols have more meaning than others. This is not, uh, by no means, is this every symbol that right. we have. No, not even close. <laughs> not even no. close. And, but they are symbols that have particular importance <laughs> to me. Mm -hmm. They tell me. They tell the story I want to tell. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, your story would be very. It would be different. And you might have certain mm -hmm. symbols might be standard, but others you would, you mm -hmm. would choose other ones. Right. right. And um, so, the uh, and and of course one of the things you find if you do get a painted apron, and I encourage people to do it, is that to some degree you pay by the symbol. Mm -hmm. So. There is a limiting factor on how many symbols you want on there, mm -hmm. both from an economic standpoint as well as from a <laughs> uh, from the standpoint you just don't want it to be a cluttered mess. Right, of that's stuff. true. So choose wisely. But if on my apron, it's like tattoos. On my apron, really, what you're doing is coming up on the on the left side. You're coming up the intellectual side of masonry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. On the right side, you're starting to come up the what I would call the human. Uh, or uh, uh, the, the you're, you're gravitating from the inner apprentice up through the correct, through, and then finally the totally spiritual is up the center. So mm -hmm. the Latin on the bottom, fiat lux is let there be light, mm -hmm. and of course in masonry that phrase let there be light is yep. one that uh, in our ceremonies shows up, yep. uh, in very significantly, mm -hmm. and the concept that's the first thing you're asked is what why did you come what what am I looking for. Mm -hmm. And I want to improve myself, and I want light. I want to. I right. want to be enlightened. Mm -hmm. And it, it's nothing magic about it. I want to be enlightened, uh, and I, I think I can gain enlightenment mm -hmm. in masonry. And indeed, you're reading an 850-page book. Not anymore. To I'm give not. You enlightenment. <laughs> not doing it just for fun. I'm not doing it for fun. But, I'm doing no, it for enlightenment. No, but I mean, and when you finish. Whether you understand a third of that book, or a tenth of that book, or mm -hmm. all of that book. Mm -hmm. You're gonna you're gonna feel like you're a little richer. You've learned something. You, you yeah. You're, you've been enriched by that it's a, experience. It's a it's a book that if you read it, some of it's hard to read, but some of it you can understand. And the stuff that you understand is 
well, yeah, that makes sense. Like it's, it, mm-hmm. but it's definitely a book that you have to read once and then go back to it again because yeah. it's yeah. it's very tough read. But uh, I have a question for you, yeah. Grandmaster. Um, and this kind of ties into uh, Greg Schultz asked the question. Uh, does the Grandmaster see social media such as the Freemasons podcast as a help educating the brothers or the general public about Masonry? Um, kind of ties in, but what do you think is one of the toughest hurdles for Freemasonry, via be the state of Connecticut or Masonry as a whole? What is one of the toughest things that we need to try to, that's hurting us in a sense? Apathy. Just plain apathy. It's the same thing that's hurting the churches. It's hurting, it's it's hurting all organizations. Mm-hmm. People. People really. To some degree, I think the biggest problem we have, the biggest hurdle we have, is that there's a. There's a siloing. There's a sense of I'm going to get in my silo, mm-hmm. and I'm going to surround myself only with people that talked, the same way I talk. To think right. the way I talk. I don't want to be disturbed. I don't want to have to right. get outside my comfort mm-hmm. zone of anything. And so I'm going to listen to the same radio station all the time. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to make sure if I watch television, it's the same station that's, that mm-hmm. goes with that radio station. Mm-hmm. If I if I if I tune in on social media, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to unfriend all the people that have mm-hmm. thoughts that are different from mine. And that happens okay. organically on yes, social media does. too. Yes. On yeah. Facebook, and, if and you so, want to have an insular point of view, you just, you know, it knows, the algorithm knows, because you're only liking and commenting on the stuff you agree with. So it shows you more of that. Yeah, and so pretty soon you find that you've, you're, instead of expanding your thought process and expanding your life and you're your narrow. experiences, mm-hmm. you're, you're shrinking them. And all of that works against us because we're mm-hmm. all about expanding your experiences. I think for me, I've always said, it's true. These things are the devil, <laughs> because certainly I, again, I've talked. I don't remember if I said it in the podcast, but I went to a restaurant. It was a while ago, and I was sitting down, and it's the mother, the father, the the two kids, and every single one of them. Not a conversation was sat at the table. Just. What? Playing with their phones. About three, cool. four years ago, we're having another one next year, but about, I think it's three or four years ago, I don't remember which, we had a family reunion. Uh-huh. So we get seven grandchildren, right? I walk into the living room. Nobody's talking. Seven kids. <laughs> That's disturbing. Sitting in a big living room, and nobody is talking to each other. Right. All this, you know? And I said, you know, you guys, this you don't understand, but you cousins, this is your chance as cousins to build, yep. you know, and visit with each other and the like, and you know, because we don't all get together, we all live all over the yep. country, you know. Oh no, we're talking to each other. No, no. since somebody last go play some horseshoes together. No, they're <laughs> they're on the phone. The entire conversation was being done texting each other. Not actually. No, they they're sitting from me to you, so weird. and and the whole conversation, and it's a three four way conversation going on. They're telling jokes. They're they're having this, but it's but again, it's a very limited kind of conversation because it's limited to five or six words at a time, mm-hmm. or right. ten words at a time. It's not or faces, emoji faces. Yeah, emoji faces. How the hell do you have conversations with emoji faces? And God gave us it? a voice and a language. Like, right. why not just use it? <laughs> yeah. 
your battery. There's no battery that ever dies if you're Even just talking to somebody go, else. Ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh. Yeah. Um, scary. But, but, I, but you know, in fairness to the kids, now they did go out. They, we had horseshoes and we okay. had a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. They were doing playing. You know, but someday I'm going to walk into a lodge. Mm-hmm. As God's my witness, there will be a time in my lifetime when I walk into a lodge and they open and close lodge and never say a word. No, that'd be terrifying. Where, where every officer in the lodge has a cell phone, and and, God, and does, that never does the entire ceremony by uh, let me the tell entire you entire ceremony by uh, text message by text message. Let me tell you, <laughs> not that it would ever happen, but if I ever got to the rank of grandmaster and walked in and seen that, I would yeah. flip out. <laughs> there would be a new decree. Flip. But but I, I you oh, know, you, we have a yes. genera- we have a generation of brothers coming in that would be very comfortable doing it exactly mm-hmm. that way. They mm-hmm. would see absolutely nothing disturbing about that at all. Now I I would be disturbed by it. Yeah, me too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, Honestly, I think we come up here to get away from the profane world, and to me, the cell phone is the most profane thing you can do. Yeah, and we're young masons, right? You get like we're everything at the tip of your hands: news, social media, and. and I always thought that the lodge in itself was an escape from everything else outside. Mm-hmm. So I I don't see the whole need of the only thing I use my phone again being secretary if I got to do a quick right. you know figure something out fast you know but other than that I don't even bring my I don't even take notes on my computer I don't I don't even type up minutes or anything on the computer I do everything handwritten. handwritten. But now see we've gone to uh, Grandview. Mm-hmm. which is a, an electronic record-keeping thing, and it right. has some tremendous advantages over the paper. Right, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I can manipulate. I spent today, this morning, I was looking at where we are. I've mentioned these MPDs. Mm-hmm. So I, I went in and I said, okay, it, for the 12 months starting on October 1 of 2018 and ending on September 30th of 2019, how many MPDs did we have? How does it divide up by uh, by by lodge? Mm-hmm. How many new masons did we raise during that period of time? And how does that which lodges have done the best job and et cetera? Right. I, there's no way I could do that with paper reports. Mm-hmm. No, no, just no, no way. way I could. It would. I would have to get maybe Debbie down in the office. She might be able to work it out and finally mm-hmm. give me a report on it. But I can sit there at at, at eight o'clock in the morning, and yeah. and 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 look at that. So, That's necessary use so, of technology. And so, thank you for getting rid of the written minutes. Yeah, <laughs> or the, the the written monthlies. That's what yeah. I meant to say. But now you know. But not everybody says thank you for getting rid of the written mm-hmm. monthlies. But but the thing is, I know, I don't know if who you, those people are. But if you, if you if sure if ain't you, secretaries. But if you have an entered apprentice degree here, mm-hmm. in theory. I can find out about, uh, it'll be on my, when I go in on, on my report, in the morning, mm-hmm. I'll know tomorrow morning mm-hmm. that we've, we've got one more entered apprentice than we had the day before. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas otherwise I have to wait for the written, written report to come in at the end right. of the month. And then I have to wait for Debbie to assemble the written reports yep. and then eventually learn that, yeah, we had whatever's going on. So, mm-hmm. it, so it's very, very, and, the problem you have with me, of course, is I'm the oldest person ever to have served as Grand Master. So, really? Yeah. Wow. So I'm not your, I'm not the, uh, probably the best person <laughs> to think of in terms of, of oh. getting the most out of this, out of this capability. But right. the men behind me, 
are uh-huh. committed to really mm-hmm. using it very well. Right. And we're putting the, right now in my job is to get the pieces put in. Mm-hmm. And then I think you're going to see that they're going to be far more effective in helping the lodges and helping the brothers mm-hmm. get the best mm-hmm. Masonic experience they can get. A good general always so, listens to his lieutenants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think, uh, you know. I think it's a great system. For me, from a master's standpoint, I've always had an issue having an up-to-date email list. Yeah. Right? I'm always taking whatever email blast the secretary sent out to the craft previously mm-hmm. and taking that and grabbing all the addresses and then doing a blind copy on everybody. But and then what about that up. EA that was you know just initiated last week? He's not on that list. Does he need to know about what I'm talking about in this email? Absolutely. Or you get... When you uh, and I had this, and thank God for Grandview because we used to, I used to do the same thing, fired an email yeah. blast. And you know, let's say I sent out 20 emails, you'd get 16 of them come back as yeah. email fails and it bounces the email back yeah. to you. But more importantly, is you're, you're, you're not including certain people, and those people, right. especially and new EAs, new FCs, they need to know about this stuff because right. that's what keeps and, them. And involved. also, a lot of our newer brothers, when they first join us, especially our younger, newer brothers. They are accustomed to having, like, if you have your you you, you have your meetings. I don't know what what you have me twice a month here. Twice a month, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's always the, what the first Saturday, third Thursday for us. Okay, we do first and third Thursdays. Mm-hmm. First and third yep. Thursdays. Okay, so you do first and third Thursdays. When you join, you get a trestle board, mm-hmm. and you know that you're going to show up on first and third Thursday. This is where mm-hmm. you're going to be on the first and third Thursday. You know, right. barring barring something different. The new guys don't know that. Right. They honestly do not know that. Mm-hmm. They expect, if you expect them to come to the meeting, they expect to get a text message. Yep, an invite mm-hmm. of some sort. Yeah. Of some kind of invite saying, remember that we're meeting Thursday night. Right. And ideally, a text message says, remember we're meeting Thursday night, and we're going to have a uh, brother so-and-so is going to be speaking about the mm-hmm. history of the lodge, or he's going to be speaking about this or that. Yep. Right. And they expect that every single week, mm-hmm. because I, I, when I talk to people who have left, mm-hmm. that was one of the things. Some of the younger guys, said, well, you know, I came to lodge, and, and then when I didn't, nobody, nobody reminded me to come to lodge, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, and then I didn't show up, and nobody nobody got hold of me right away to say they missed me, and so mm-hmm. I figured that I wasn't needed. If they needed me, they'd call me and tell me to come. And the yep. Grand Lodge and also has the call them all system yep. as well that all lodges use. And you notice I, I use that this year yep. a couple mm-hmm. of times. So we don't, we don't use that at our lodge. Is that a Grand Lodge? You don't use the call them all so system? So does Grand Lodge have a subscription to that and yeah. individual lodges mm-hmm. can yeah. can we, buy we, into that and do, do it as we're starting to move away from Colombo to, to something else. There's something else that w- that they've determined is more. Uh, so, but at the moment, Colombo is still being used. But again, you right mm. through Grandview, you can do it right through really? Grandview. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right through the Grandview system. I'm gonna. So Colombo so, basically has talk to a couple brothers in my lodge. Every single <laughs> member of your lodge in Colombo. I know that. Yeah. And all oh, you okay. have to I do didn't is know that Colombo was integrated. Oh, if you. Yeah. For those who are listening who don't know what you know, we do here in the state of Connect for the Call Them All, but it's it's a program. You go in there it's, and you you load in all of your members, mm-hmm. and you put in whatever generic cell phone robo number that you want to put in, and you can it'll give you like a passcode, and you write a record or you, you know, basically speak a recorded message, mm-hmm. and once you hit send, it'll fire Blast a pre-recorded message, message to everybody, to everybody. Yeah. and it comes across just like a phone call. 
Now, under under the no new system that. that we have, the person getting it can opt out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. That's or they can standard, elect yeah. to have it come as a text, mm-hmm. or they can elect to have it come as an email. Huh. And they will get it the way they have elected right. that they prefer to get it. Mm-hmm. Which might be, the, might be the voice, might be the text message, or it might be the email. That's or a great can, idea. Or they can opt out completely. Or if they can they opt don't. out completely. Yep. Of course, they which can say, is, I don't want to hear. And that's, right. these are like the modern ways that people communicate. But I, mm-hmm. I, that's really cool. I didn't yeah. know that Grand Lodge had that available for all the lodges yeah. in the state. Yeah. That's... Yeah, that's, that's that's a game changer. That's man. quite new. It's yes, only it been around a relatively few months in its total mm-hmm. package. Yeah, but, uh, it came with the 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 Grandview system is unrolling and adding features as we go. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I always had a suggestion too, and it's something we do up here at Morningstar, and we've talked about it a while uh, on a couple podcasts. But we have a Group Me app, which is basically it's it's a texting app because here's the problem with text messaging. I have an iPhone. He's got a Samsung. You yeah. got something else, right? And if I group texted everybody and said, hey, guys, what's going on? He's going to get a text message, but it's going to come as a separate thread than your text messages. And then when Sometimes, you go through your yeah. text messages, you got 37 different text messages yep. going and did three different strains. It gets confusing. So this yep. GroupMe app that we have, um, you can basically load in. You, you invite people to in this thing. And our entire lodge is in this app. And I thought that'd be cool to have like uh, a communication type texting the thing, chat room thing. That's like a chat room much. statewide for all Masons in the state. We we haven't mm. implemented it yet, but yeah, mm. it's it, it's it's coming, and that's part awesome. of that's part of the thing that you're going to see probably more so under uh, with uh, with uh, Stephen mm. uh, next year, as because he's a he's ten times as. Uh, computer savvy as I am because mm. at one point he did this kind of thing for as a consultant mm-hmm. for people but uh, also it's just a matter we're trying to unroll the stuff mm. as, as, as we can mm-hmm. one of the challenges we have and if we've got brothers out there listening is get yourself into uh, uh, into uh, uh, Grandview because mm-hmm. right now I think we have less than 10% of the brothers are actually signed into Grandview and checking Grandview really? with any kind of regularity. 10% of the total membership yeah. of the state of Connecticut? Yeah. Oh. Debbie didn't give me a chance. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm the secretary, so yeah. I'm pretty much in it already. You have to be in it. The, yeah. uh, but as, see, it's going to be used, uh, one of the things I've asked and, and, and uh, uh, Ray Horse from Brother Ives is doing is that the... Um, seminars and everything that uh, the uh, committee on education is doing they're going to they're going to be making video casts of those oh okay. and then cool. those are going to be posted on grandview mm-hmm. as a resource right and you also have a youtube channel That's correct funny. well it's it's i don't think he's using youtube he's using a competitor of youtube but it's it's the same idea right. same idea hmm. it's gonna it's gonna have all the it's it's gonna work just like a youtube video very cool and the beautiful thing there is that you go to the Masters and Warden seminar. Well, if you don't take better notes than I do, <laughs> and then six really months later, notes. when you're actually for the first time, you're actually the master, and now this question comes up, and you say, "I think they said something about that. Mm-hmm. They covered it." Go now, back who, and rewatch it. Now you can go back and listen to the right to that. That's It'd be edited over, I mean, you know, because right, the right, seminar's three hours yep. long, so yep. you're, you're right. going to get 
edited bits of it. But I mean, those are the types of things we're trying to do, again, to improve the quality of the experience is in Grandview, have these videos, and that's a relatively new thing for Grandview. That's something that they've only unrolled mm -hmm. uh, fairly recently, so we haven't had a chance to really use it yet because it's only been there a few months or mm. a couple of months. It's so. better to roll out one feature at a time, yeah, too, yeah, when that's, you've got that's, yeah, this yes. many users. So the Schultz brothers in Delaware, they're yeah. both Warshall brothers. Actually, <laughs> one currently is a sitting Warshall master. Did you read this yet? No, on the no. He's got to run, but he says, uh, "Thank you, most worshipful, for sharing your time with your busy schedule. I appreciate your openness to share with the online community and for not throwing the Freemasons podcast off the air." Not yet, anyway. Not yet. The night is young. <laughs> They're terrorists, the two of them. Yeah. They're funny as hell, but uh, all right. I have one question for you, most worshipful sir, if I could. So I've always kind of been, I've never had an opportunity to ask a, a grandmaster or a past grandmaster this question, but I've always oh. been curious <laughs> as to, no, it's nothing bad. But when you were, when you were early in your Masonic career, let's say when you first entered the officer's line yeah. in your home lodge, did you have any inkling that eventually you would be in the Grand East? Did you have any aspiration no, I, to that? Or I didn't have didn't any aspiration to be in the Grand East as recently as six, seven years ago. So totally organically, it happened. Yeah, you had no. Just, wow. it just, it just. They asked me to serve, and I was willing to serve, but I never had any aspirations to, hmm. to serve at the Grand Line level. Wow, I was very content to be, helping my lodge and helping. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, I feel guilty that I'm not able to be there for my own lodge <laughs> because you're sitting right in the Grand East. You're sitting yeah, in the East. <laughs> I'm sitting in the Grand East, but you know, wow. it, 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 but, you know. My life has been like that. I've, my life has not been some kind of uh, uh, cosmic kind of flow of things. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I've had, my first wife died when she was 40 years old. I met Marge about a year and a half later because she came to work at Connecticut Mutual in the same department I was in, although she'd been hired to actually work in a different department. Mm. Had they put her in the department she was hired to work in, I would have never met her. Wow. That's interesting. But I met her, and we've been married 39 years now. Wow. You know, and, and yeah, so I look back over my life, any number of things. Divine uh, intervention. Yeah, think, whether yeah. you call it divine intervention yeah, or not, or but whatever. the fact mm. is, I think what you have to do is, as things come up, you're always, you, every door that opens, closes there's another door that opens mm -hmm. and you're always making choices and some of your choices turn out to be brilliant some of your choices turn out that they sort of sucked mm -hmm. but but you know you you move past the ones that didn't work mm -hmm. right. and you grab hold of the ones that do right. and uh, I think if you try to have some grand plan to make this happen mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not so sure that it will be. One of the things that's that's a problem, and it goes back to this, you've seen it as Masters of the Lodge, you see it as District Deputy. Mm -hmm. It has to be something that comes to you because it's the right time for you to serve in that capacity. Mm -hmm. Right. There's never a right time for you to get that apron mm -hmm. or for you to get that title. Right. No, you're <laughs> right. No. If, if it's the right time for you to serve in that capacity and you take advantage of that and serve, then the title or the apron or the whatever, okay. Right. But it's, 
if you're chasing that, yeah, mm -hmm. you are not only you but the craft are ill served. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, that's a good yeah. answer. Absolutely, that's good advice. Very mm -hmm. good advice. All right, Grandmaster. Before we shut this down, I got some gifts for you. Oh, oh, baby. and maybe Ken, you can assist. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to start with a couple things. First, for Morningstar Lodge, I'm going to give you one of our car Ooh. show shirts. Oh, wonderful. We had our car show. That's we neat. raised money for the, uh, the high school. I hope you're a large, are you? If not, I'll switch yeah. up the size. Yeah, no. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. I'm, uh, a, great, I'm a great fan of, um, what is the auction uh, guy? The, 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 Barrett Jackson. Not yeah. Barrett Jackson. Uh, it's the competitor. Uh, yeah, Starts with an M, I think. Uh, Something Roadshow. Yeah. Right. They, they, ah. They're they're on. They, I I never seek them out, but they're on. Uh, for me, they're on the same channel at the uh, near where the uh, NFL is. Oh, so nice. if I'm casting around over there, I find them. Next thing, I have to yeah, give you a shirt from the Freemasons uh, podcast. Oh, from the, from the podcast. From the podcast. That's right. hooligans. Great. You gonna autograph oh, it for me? <laughs> I will autograph it. Yeah, there you go. You're the first person who's ever asked us. To yeah, do yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First autograph I got, and uh, also, I gotta find a sharpie if you'd like. I can't really hold that up. And that is the Morningstar Star uh, 47 pin. I'll put Great. it on the podcast later. And we wouldn't be complete without giving oh, him the a puppet George puppet George bumper sticker. Podcast. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Decal. Uh, he comes into my office about once a week. Puppet <laughs> George, that's disturbing. He comes into my office about once a week yeah. too. Yeah. He's got some. He's got something on his mind. Yes. So uh, he we always would have imagined. He always yes, does. He always does. Ken, you want to recharge your cannon because we have one last toast. Oh, and we have to toast too. Yes. We have one last toast, and I would like to. Uh, Joseph Schultz, oh, the other hooligan, says, give him underwear and socks like it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> A new tie, perhaps. I would like to toast you, most worshipful Grandmaster, sir. Oh, Thank you. It's been an honor and pleasure having you up here. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, you are welcome the, to come back here. And, I appreciate uh, all the softball questions. <laughs> <laughs> we try not to make them too difficult. Yeah, we try not to go too difficult. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's not a job interview. Yeah, we're not, yeah, we're not yeah, trying to shake anybody. We're up here okay. to have yeah. fun and talk yeah. about the good things. We don't really try to dwell on anything bad. We try to mostly stay away from it. The only thing I love doing is heckling the people on YouTube that yeah. say we're evil and yeah. all this other stuff. I love doing the that. The conspiracy theorists. I, I get my rocks off yeah. on that. It's just who I am. Yeah, we're we not Joe somebody Rogan. showing up on our Facebook page that's from the Illuminati. Oh, they've been hitting us up. You know what we do? Thing. We actually We should trade a, notes on how to deal should, with this. We people. should. We actually have a brother, Rob Fowler, out of Missouri. We call him Agent 47 because this is Morning Star Lodge 47 and he actually trolls them and makes fun of them and, and basically yeah. heckles them. Uh, in in order to to take the what they're after limelight is, off of they're us after so they money go after and they're all from Nigeria. Is that what it is? They're all from from African yeah. nations mm -hmm. in various countries. Yeah, yeah. yeah you'll have to Nigeria. go back. Some of them are funny, but uh, we've we've done things where they've talked yeah. about you needed to get certain items and it cost this amount of money. Send me a check now, and we'll get it to you in your doorstep tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. we we point them out, heckle them in a funny manner, but to show that they are scam artists. Yeah. And that's what our game is. And but let them scam anyone else. Yeah. The toast to you, most worshipful Mel Johnson. Thank you again for being up here. 
Well, sir. thank you very Brothers. much for having me. Right hand to arms. To arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire off. Together, brother. Vivat. 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 And Thank it wouldn't, you very much. wouldn't be fair if I didn't toast back. I mean, uh, that's part of the game. You got you got to <laughs> respond. Just like a table, table wash. Game. Yeah. <laughs> so, here's to the uh, to the podcast and to my hosts and to the hospitality. It's much appreciated. Thank you, my brother. Our pleasure. Vivat, Vivat, Vivat. Thank you, Grandmaster. <laughs> Thank you, most worshipful sir. All right, you hooligans well watching and listening, we're going to shut this down. So the, for the Freemasons podcast, I'm your host, right, Worshipful Brother George Mudry, signing off. Worshipful Brother Ken, signing off. And you, Grandmaster. <laughs> Have a good night, everyone. Good night, y'all. Good night, y'all.